When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. It doesn't feel like it, but it's September already. It's September 1st today. We're recording this on September 1st. What day of the week is it? Thursday? Thursday. Today's Thursday, September 1st. And right now, entering play today on September 1. The Yankees have a six-game lead. It used to be 15 and a half, but now it's six over Tampa. Uh, The Cleveland Guardians have a game and a half lead over the Twins. Uh The Houston Astros have an 11 and a half lead. Uh, over the Seattle Mariners. The Mets have a three-game lead over the Braves. The Cardinals have a six-game lead over the Brewers. Man, did that hater trade really... Not that he would have helped, but that was kind of the tipping point. Um, And the Dodgers have an 18-and-a-half game lead over the Padres. And then for your wild card, Tampa, Seattle, Toronto who are uh, two games up on the Orioles. And then in the National League, the Braves, they've got it on lock seven and a half over the Phillies, who have a half game over the Padres, who have a two and a half game lead over the Brewers. I don't know that there's going to be much movement over this last month, but I'll ask you guys. Is there a team right now that's either not winning the division that's going to or is on the outside looking in that's going to get in? Or are the teams that are in a playoff spot right now, is that your playoff picture? Joseph? Mm, I I think that's basically the playoff picture. You don't think anyone else gets it? You don't think that the Braves can't take over the Mets? I think they have the best chance out of every other team. Mm. But I've been said that the Mets have it on lock. I have been uh, saying that. I mean, this would take looking at the schedule a little bit here. Um, but is there any reason that we're just completely counting the Twins out of the Central? They're only game the and a half tw- back, yeah. right? Game and a game half, and half back. They have... Uh, 
I mean, they're both kind of playing mediocre baseball right now. Well, that's that's kind of my that's kind of my whole point with that division is the Chicago White Sox. It feels like have just completely fucked off their chances, and it sucks that Tony. La Russa, best wishes to Tony. Yeah. Yes. Best best wishes to Tony. Hope he's okay. Um, that that sucks, man. That really sucks. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, the A's play the White Sox September 11th, right? And I know you're September 11th. Uh, it's a pretty important day for us, the Oakland A's, because that's the day that we're going to be retiring Dave Stewart's number 34. Obviously a very important day in our nation's history for obvious reasons, but that's also the day that they decided to do that ceremony because the White Sox will be in town. Who manages the White Sox? Tony La Russa. I don't know if you know this, but he's actually a part of that 89 World Series team out here in Oakland. Of course, you guys knew that. Him and Dave Stewart, very good friends, close, close homies. So uh, I, I hope Tony, for 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 his sake and his family's sake, that, that everything is right, everything gets taken care of, and hopefully he's able to make that trip. I don't think he's going to be able to make that trip, um, which would be which would be unfortunate. But again, for his health, that's what we care about. I, I say all that to say for everything that Tony La Russa has brought to the Chicago White Sox in terms of this old man can't do it anymore and blah, blah, blah. And and I was the one who was saying, look, Uncle Tony's going to be just that, that, that dude. He's going to be that crazy old uncle who's just kind of over there hanging out. And the boys are going to go out and play at sometimes maybe even in spite of him. And I felt like that was going to be. You, you know what, what kind of motivated the White Sox? Well, they got a lot of love for him, and and sure, you know, it it might not fall on open ears every day he speaks, but I, I think you look at the reaction from the clubhouse, and you know, hey, it's not just you know, it's not just eyewash. Like they care, they want the dude to be okay, and who knows, maybe something like this can motivate and catapult a team. Like yo, let's do it for t-. like. You know, I, I get it. You're kind of being rah rah there, like win one for the Gipper. But you never know, man. I mean, this is this is the team that was ready to hold a fucking funeral for Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, he had just a little bad, like a you know an oblique or whatever the fuck it was. Um, so they're it, they're clearly susceptible to being moved by emotion in that room. Why not Tony? Because they suck. There, there's okay. A, that's I, that's I, I understand the sentiment, Dallas. I'm just I mean, trying. Two I'm game, trying. Fuck. I know. Those. Come on. There are two games under 500 going into September 1st. Like so, I know September is not is, uh, traditionally. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. They're what five out. They're five out. Okay, it's not the strongest division that we've ever seen in the history of baseball. That, but that's their been, saving grace. It's, it's been pretty rare. I can't think of many examples where teams have turned their season around in September. I just haven't seen it. I can't think of an example. I'm not it's, saying it's, it's impossible a, it's a, because five games is five games. That's not a that's not a huge lead. It's a combination, though. You have to have your team playing well at this time, and you also mm-hmm. need the other teams to stumble. Yeah, like that's that's always been part of what happens in a September run. Is you can be great. You know, think about last season that 42 game stretch or whatever it was were over the course of 40, whatever fucking ball games, like almost two months, the separation between the giants and the Dodgers amounted to one game. Yeah. They played 42 fucking baseball games. Both teams 
great runs during that stretch. And when the dust settled, one game, one game worth of movement. That's bananas. So that's what you need if you're the White Sox is you need to just be playing a better brand of baseball. And hopefully the other teams that have struggled that are in your way will continue to do so. But that just doesn't seem to be happening right now. And that's that's what's fearful for the White Sox is between Cleveland and Minnesota, if they start to figure shit out, well, the White Sox are kind of left on the outside going, well, hey, we're ready to play good baseball now. And mm. the other team's like, yeah, well, you're too late, man. I think we're trying to play good baseball too. Yeah. I mean, what they have going for them is, like I said, I mean, the Twins and the Guards have essentially played mediocre baseball over the last week or week and change. Um, if, if the White Sox, and this is obviously an unlikely scenario, if they were to haul off nine out of 10, then you put the pressure this time of the year when everything is so tightly packed in that division, you put the pressure on Cleveland, you put the pressure on Minnesota. And now, like, they're thinking about it. Like, this time of year is when teams are actually scoreboard watching. Like, I know fans are scoreboard watching in first place, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're doing that shit in April now. But in September, that's when you probably have like the teams and the players are, are looking at who's breathing down their, their necks. Um, Wait. All that to say, I mean, that $10,000 bet on the Cleveland Guardians three months ago, for me, it looks like I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Well, I mean, there's only a game and a half between you and the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, but we got this. And we got unfortunately, this. you didn't have the ball sack to put that bet. No, down. You, you don't know that. A good spot. You don't know that. And I did do that. So I have $10,000 on the Cleveland Guardians. Well, then, you, then you surely had no problem showing us the betting slip just so we can. Root well, I can't do that legally in Massachusetts. It's kind of like a, you know, no, you find you a guy who knows you a guy. Were elsewhere. You made the bet when you were in a, in a place where you could legally make that bet. That's the Correct. beautiful part about it, Jerry. Right. When we were in. So that, that's what means you're, you're a legal in, bet slip holder and you right. can show us that and we can cheer along with you. So as soon as you do that, cheer, man, keep you're cheering the power of the whole pod behind you. Right. And they're actually. Uh, when I was I was hyping up the Minnesota Twins bullpen, this kid Duran, Jesus Christ, have you seen him at all? Sure have. Are you gonna talk? Are you are you gonna are you gonna tell me about the splinker? Yeah, it's a hundred and one. He throws a fucking <laughs> one hundred and one mile an hour splitter. Uh, no, 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 no. Splinker. It's a splitter sinker. It's correct. It's not a splitter. It's what is not it? A what does the grip look like? Is it grips it's a like a? It's a yeah. It's a wide grip. The the idea is it's the velocity and the movement and the grip. Right. That's all the combination. I got to plug my computer in. But yeah, it's a it's a splinker. And it's sure it's hard. It's I mean it's disgusting to think about a hundred mile an hour breaking pitch. It's not I, I guess necessarily a breaking pitch. Split finger fastball is a variation of the fastball. It does have incredible vertical movement, but. His is, just, I mean, yeah, it's just a fucking alien pitch. Yeah, I, I saw, and this doesn't make sense, but I saw someone say that he threw the first ever 100 plus mile an hour off speed pitch because it was, right, a, and I wanted to, it's a well, split because it was a finger fastball, a, though. Right. Well, that's my whole, you know. <laughs> Are they Again, trying to classify a splitter as off-speed? Uh, well, some some do. Like I get, yeah. I get the notion. Like I think that if there are guys who 
don't feel comfortable with with a changeup, like they can't control a changeup or they don't like the grip, that they'll throw a splitter instead. So I I get that like it could be classified as an off speed pitch, but the extended name of the splitter is the split fingered fastball. Correct. Just like so, how would it be Emmanuel, a fastball that's off speed? Just like Emmanuel Class A's one hundred and one mile an hour, one hundred and two mile an hour cutters are cut fastballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I mean, off speed. It, like, yeah, it's semantics, really. So, like, however you want to, like, when you start talking about upper echelon velocities, I think that's where you, your brain starts to tell you, well, hold on, like, off speed? Because if this is off speed, well, what's it off speed of his fastball? His his fastball is what? It's the same, it's the same fucking thing? Right. It's 101? Okay, well, that's 101 mile an hour splinker. That's, so that's a bad off down. speed pitch. Yeah, it's it's just the difference. It, it's got a little more vert movement to it, right? Than the than the fastball. Yeah, yeah. So but then you look more... at you look at Granky with those Granky throws a ninety mile per hour fastball, and his changeups ninety miles per hour. I've actually his changeup at Green... times is faster. Correct. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, like I've watched that Granky throw an eighty seven mile an hour fastball, and then throw an eighty eight mile an hour changeup. <laughs> and and That's it's like it's speed. like. It's like Felix, no, it, but so, so like Felix Hernandez, as, as his velocity started to decline, his changeup and the, the separation of velocity started to decrease, but the changeup was still relatively hard. And I mean, you ask hitters and his shit like that, that pitch when he first broke in and was just shoving it up people's ass for a decade, th- you had never seen a pitch with that kind of movement with that kind of velocity, that kind of depth, serving the purpose it was, working off of a higher velocity fastball. Like, that's just... Dude, his fucking fastball is 103. His fastball is 103. And then then his off-speed is 101. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. mm -hmm. Like, you could be... Like, look, breaking balls, right? Curveball, slider, slurve. Because those pitches are, you know, breaking one way, either away from a right-hander if thrown by a right-hander or breaking into a left-hander. And the off-speed is to get you off of the speed of the fastball. So the change-up, the split, the fork, the fosh, you know, and the so, so... Wherever you want to kind of draw the line, like, oh, my split, you know, I, I'm not really working it off the fastball. It's a, you know, my, it's really more of a true changeup, really more of a, so it's all semantics. Yeah. Like he, what, I don't even know what this pitch is that he's got at like, uh, at like 87. Like, yeah, I don't know what that ch- is. Pro- probably a changeup. <laughs> it's not a changeup. It doesn't move like a changeup. I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, it doesn't this have guy. to move. Like, like, look, I, I watch. I watch a guy here throw a slider that's got positive, positive horizontal movement. He's right-handed, and the slider. It's has like positive- it's like a curveball, but it's not. <laughs> it's it doesn't have hard snap to it, and it's not twelve to six, but it, it moves more like a curveball than a changeup. <clears throat> it has more like diagonal break. Like down right to left. I don't know. This guy is a freak. <laughs> so all that to say, 
that I was I was giving some love to the Minnesota Twins bullpen. Obviously, Duran being a big part of that. Uh, and then I had a Cleveland Guardians fan tweet me and be like, "You're sleeping on the guards, bro. Like, why don't you? Where's all the love for the guards?" And I was like, "You, my friend, don't listen to the podcast, do you? Because on the podcast, you would know." that I placed a $10,000 bet on the Cleveland Guardians to win the division, uh, I don't know, six weeks into the season? <coughs> Seven weeks? I, 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 I just uh, You're going to have to jog my memory there. I can go back and find out exactly. It was it was before the All-Star break, right? It, it's just on the slip. Or you don't have to yeah, well, like we said, it's on the bet slip. So all you're going to have it. That's probably your wallet, right? Down, this is my studio. So you don't have your bet slip. It's probably upstairs, oh. yeah. So okay. how are you gonna? What's up? Okay, yeah, two floors, dude. I wouldn't just keep a bet slip in my podcast studio. Yeah, oh, just wow. pause, Jake. Just pause, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll get but, it later. I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show. No, for sure not. For sure not. So we went but, off on a tangent. I mean, I started off by asking you guys. Is there anyone on the outside looking in right now that you think will be in? So no love for the Baltimore Orioles, who are two games out. Uh, they got to they come correct. And you know who they got coming into town? The green and gold? The big, bad green and gold. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, the A's are hot right now, huh? Um, well, we, we were riding a little bit of a street jerk, a little bit of a uh, one game. We had a good, it was a good offensive outburst. I mean, five and five over your last 10 for the A standards. That's that's scorching hot. <laughs> I believe it was uh, three in a row. Yeah. If we would have won last night, that would have matched our longest winning streak of the season at four games. So it was. Yeah. You, know, you guys got a good club. Didn't work. Out. Look, eye to the future, dude. Eye to the future. Yeah. Nobody else, no other fan base is being treated to a, a look to the future like the A's fan base. I agree. I agree. Uh, so. Fucking Milliken pleasures himself to highlights of Sean Murphy like every night. It's crazy. It's I don't know. I mean, like, good player, but Jesus Christ, he, he's he never shuts up about this guy and, and well, wants Mur- him on the Red Sox very badly. Mur- Murph is hitting over 300 since like June, I think, <clears throat> something like that. Like, he's fucking raking and he he just hit his first grand slam. Like, he just fucking Shawnee Barrels, bro. That's a great nickname. Shawnee Barrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's never been a first name Barrels before. No, there hasn't. There hasn't. Nope. Definitely not one that sounds like Shawnee in the Bay nope. Area. What are you talking right. about? Right. Never. Uh, didn't he have a different name? Late. Did he have a different nickname? Who, Murph? No. Donnie Barrels. Didn't he have a different nickname? No. Uh-uh. Donovan Solano? Huh. No, just just. What Donnie am I Barrels. thinking of? Yeah. For the record, I did not nickname Murph Shawnee Barrels. It was a play on. It was a, a, a tongue-in-cheek nickname given by my broadcast partner. So it's, yes, we, we, we get it. Mm-hmm. It's just funny for us to use. Yeah, you know what else you get? You know what you get? That fucking D. That oh, 
DraftKings Sportsbook, yeah. D. Yeah. Told you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you want more action for opening night, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Joe, who's your team? Are you a Falcons fan? No. The Commanders, baby. <laughs> what? What? I don't even say that's funny. Oh, oh come <laughs> The fucking, what do you like the fucking Oakland? You like the Oakland Raiders or something? Like He's a Cowboys hey, fan. Hey, say say that again. Say, say that again with with the pride and the fucking <laughs> the Commanders. I'm a Commanders fan. Go Commanders! Yeah, bro. You just wait until they win twenty games this year, and then what the over the next decade? The, the fuck out of here. They're winning twenty games this year oh. and going to Super Bowl, baby. Go, <laughs> dude, I'm just telling you right now, you better not come to FedEx. They'll fuck you up, dude. Yeah. Don't come to FedEx like that. Don't come to football mecca, baby. <laughs> yeah, football mecca. What are you going to do? Command my respect, Joe. Let's give it up for your Washington Commanders. Here they come. Your Commanders. <laughs> your Commanders. Dude, you're, you're pumping me up. You're getting me ready for football season. Uh, well, DraftKings got you dialed in, bud. Yeah, all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared. You get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that is promo code Jared, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. <laughs> I bet you get good odds on the Commander Super Bowl. Just set going out there. Yeah. yeah. Ton of value there. <laughs> Ton of value there. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. They always sleep on on, on the new <laughs> on the new teams. Yeah, <laughs> look at the f- Guardians. They changed their name. They're usually sleeping in February too, Joe. That's all right. Mm. Just you just want to see. <laughs> commanders. Not this year though. <laughs> What's so, it? I'm trying to think of the fucking. Oh, what is it? Jay and Silent Bob. Mm. I am. I am the Click Commander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh. Fucking epic, epic movies. It's great. I've probably seen that movie 6,000 times. Like That was like uh, anytime I would have sleepovers with my friends, we would either watch Resident Evil or Jane Silent Bob Shake Back. 
It's so good. Mm-hmm. Who smokes some blunts? We smoke some blunts. Ben Affleck was in that movie. He is in that movie. Yeah. Drinking beers, beers, beers. Yeah. You would like that movie. Oh, Half Baked was the other one, which I feel like is another Dallas Braden movie. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> very solid flick. Yeah. Uh, it's- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw da- Dallas a little, little bone here. <clears throat> uh, last night, Shohei Otani hit his 30th home run. I'm not going to mention who it was against. Who was it against? Can I? Yeah. Garrett Cole. It was against oh. Garrett Cole. He, yeah. Is it, now, he's, there, uh, he's the Yankees. Yep. Well, I'm not saying statistically this year. Right. But... He's their best pitcher, right? He's expected to be, yeah. Well, right, so he's expected to be their best pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Shohei Otani hit... Well, hold on. Shohei's the pitcher for the Angels. Yeah, he's a pitcher. And he hit the home run? Yes, three-run home run. It was 2 nothing at the time. Well, let me... Hold on. Uh, you're moving a little too fast for me here. So the yeah. Angels have a pitcher that yep. they let hit, and he yep. hit against the Yankees' best pitcher? Correct. Yep. And he took he hit him he hit a fuck he took him deep. It, it was actually a bomb, dead center, right in the fucking trees. <clears throat> oh shit! Yeah, but you know the, the call on, was pretty the, cool. Is this the same dude? Is he? Is this the same pitcher that's now hit thirty home runs? Yeah, he hit, yeah he's got thirty. Yeah, the pitcher. Yes. Yeah, he. Uh, the call they they just. They're just like a bunch of American dudes in the booth that just start yelling in Japanese. It's fucking awesome. I, I want to know what Segoy means. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> what does that mean, Dallas? That's, <laughs> that's goofy. Segoy! What does that mean? I fucking love it. Like, like fucking, oh, God, I, I looked it up. So you day. don't know either. No, it's no, but it means I, I, he, he told me what it means. It, it means like. Do you have his oh, number? God. Text him right now. Uh, all right, I will. Well, fuck it. Because I don't know how to spell Segoy, so I don't know how you, you can't Google it. There. I'm, a pro- I'm probably going to hold off. It, oh, it's 7.50 in the morning? Like, everyone wakes up at 8, dude. Anyways, here it is. It's nothing deficit with one swing of the bat, the 2-0. Shohei, center field, 30th home run. Segoy, Shohei. Yes. <laughs> just like that, the halos are up by one. What does that mean? Yeah, it, I just looked it up. No, what it's just it a like, Joe, Japanese, like how languages translate. There's not words. It just Joe. means to like say you're excited. Fuck yeah. What right, I was mean. Dallas is right. <clears throat> yeah. When you think, quote, this is good. There you go, dickhead. So it's I'm a dickhead because I want to I want to be I want to learn Japanese culture. And I was telling you and you were telling me no. And then you listen to Joe five minutes ago. You didn't know what it was. And now all of a sudden you do. I was explaining to you the translation and how words (laughs) in American English don't translate directly. All you people out there speaking American, I want to know what this means in Japanese. Well, uh, American English, very different than the Queen's English. Mm-hmm. Very different than English spoken in other parts of our right. world, Jared. Right. Anyways. The uncultured fuck. 
I'm very uncultured and I will stay that way. I will not be doing any Japan trips. Uh, <laughs> like I, I started to kind of like put some feelers out there with like my friend because I, I want to get ahead of it this off season and I want to actually go on vacation for once. And my buddy throws out Colombia, and I'm yeah. like, bro, <laughs> I'm not going to Colombia. I'm just not. Not going. I, if I'm gonna, if, if my sure. whole, if the whole point of a of a vacation is to relax, you know, it's not relaxing going to a foreign country where I don't know what anyone is saying, Jesus. and I don't know, like, there's no fucking chicken fingers there. Like, what what am I gonna do? Do you understand that? No, oh, I, 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 I fucking <laughs> with you right now. I fucking just cannot. What? I can't. I can't. The best I can do is Canada. Like it's pretty much America, just nicer. You you are despicable. <laughs> You're a fucking despicable I, human. I being. don't. I I like my. I like what I have. I like my routines. I like my food options, and I like. I like one being under being able to understand what people are saying. Jared, it's comfy in the shade, but nothing grows there. Okay. I don't know. And don't you want to learn Spanish? Yeah, uh, I yeah. Canada is the place to go for that. <laughs> Como se dice poutine in Espanol? <laughs> yeah, you're fucking. You're gonna fit right in, Jerry. Oh <laughs> uh, man, <clears throat> Colombia is a great spot to go to. Colombia would be a beautiful place to visit, especially for one of your first vacations outside of Saugus. Um, I've been to New Hampshire, obviously. I I personally would, would would recommend Costa Rica. Yeah, I mean, because if you were I looking just, to get a little taste of Colombia, if you were looking to get a little taste of Venezuela, if you were looking to get a little taste of the E Block, uh, they offer that in Costa Rica. I don't know what that means. You'll do your homework. <clears throat> Yeah. Well. Anyways, um, I'm not going to Japan. is is what I'm is what I'm putting out there. <clears throat> but uh, I am interested in, in learning some more Japanese words. Um, breaking news: Carlos Martinez just got an 85 game suspension for uh, violating the league's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. I don't know what he did. <clears throat> Do we know what he did? Guess. Hmm. Uh, I'm guessing. Guessing there was a domestic dispute. Yeah. Future Yankee, I guess. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is there? I mean, that last part, I believe, is just the complete and total. Yeah name of the yes yep right it does not imply that there was a child yes involved here correct okay yeah to my knowledge um there's it hasn't been listed major league baseball announced today that free agent pitcher carlos martinez has accepted an 85 games unpaid suspension retroactive to june 19th <clears throat> for violating the league's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. It's all a one un- umbrella. 
Yeah. So if he's already been suspended, I assume that the yeah his I, career is over. I mean, he it's not like he fucking sucks now. He's getting minor league deals and getting released anyway. It's a wrap. Well, and <clears throat> I, like this is absolutely. I mean, I think anybody that's listened to us for ten minutes understands that neither. Like that's just not a fucking game I play. That's just not a. No, like you're just a shit bag for shit like that. Um, <clears throat> to your point, though, this is a point in time in an individual's career where shit, I don't want to say shit like that starts to happen because there's never, ever, 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 ever an excuse or a justification for things like this. But if you're trying to understand where someone is coming from, which again is very different than justifying actions understanding does not mean you're okay understanding does not mean you're justifying it means quite literally you're just understanding where the action is coming from so to your point jared minor league deals injuries stress from all of that like that stuff can can mount and can eat at people and when you're at a point in your life where you feel like that decision that you just kind of laid out when you said he's fucking done, career's over. Like, if that's the reality guys are facing and they know that, there's probably some emotion that they're dealing with that they've never dealt with before. And again, I say all of that just to maybe gather an understanding where individuals come from in moments like this. At no point, at no point, is it ever, ever okay to physically start to put your hands on anybody else because you're having a bad day yeah yep fuck him <clears throat> he's out uh anyways the Shohei discussion we always get off on tangents now Shohei hit his 30th last night and uh he also qualified for the batting title Ooh. which means dallas uh-huh. which uh-huh. means that Shohei Otani coming into play today, September 1st, is top 10 in the league in both ERA and OPS. Wow. Mm. That seems like a really, really valuable player to have. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Why is he valuable? I mean, Shohei Otani. His 888 OPS is uh, 10th, 10th in Major League Baseball, and his, uh, where is his ERA at? Like, I, I, uh, can can I say, can I say this? I am with a lot of people who are listening to this right now, who have probably heard you start to talk about Shohei Otani, who may have been hitting the fucking... 15 second fast forward button 15 second fa- like fuck i can't you like get these fucking assholes off the otani thing I-, I said this to a guy last night the most beautiful part about this conversation the mvp conversation with judge and otani any two people the most beautiful part about it is i cannot tell you to not lump in team success with your definition of the v of value. I can't tell you not to do that. And in turn, you can't tell me to not look at it as a purely individual performance-based accolade. You don't get to tell me that that's not the case either. So, 
I, I think where people tune out is when we make it an MVP discussion. <clears throat> I think uh, do we if you can realize just talk, that there's another award? Do do we understand this? That there's I, another take award awards the, out of it. Take awards out of it. I no, think no, people, no, no, no. That's the problem, Jared. We can't. You can't, don't do that. Do not take awards out of it. Let's leave the awards in it because they've no, got. No, an I'm award saying. I'm for saying. If you, player. if you're a listener of this show, you're more likely to be like, if we, if you just talk about Shohei Otani and him as a player. I think people are more likely to be like, oh, wow, like that's fascinating. Like he's he's top 10 in <clears throat> in ERA and he's top 10 in OPS. And I think mm-hmm. what was the other stat that well, it's he's like the first, he's the first pitcher. He's the first player in baseball history. 30 home runs and 10 wins, 30 home runs and 10 wins. He yeah. did that. So if you just talk year. about Shohei, I don't think that you have as much Shohei fatigue as when it's forced down your throat that he's the MVP. He's more valuable than Aaron Judge. It's like people don't want to be told what to think and how to think things. But if you just talk about Shohei and how great he is, then you're providing the information that people can then take to make their own informed decisions on what the MVP is all about. So I I think it's as long as you steer away from like, hey, like once... Once it's award season, fine. But like as of right now, I, I really, I genuinely don't have any interest in like discussing the MVP and like Shohei versus Judge. I like talking about them separately. There's well, there's no way to talk about them not now. That's the problem. There's no way to talk about them separately and not bring the other into the equation, especially if you're in the that judge feels like team. a you thing. I, I like Judge right now. No. It's like he's on pace to hit 64 homers. You can talk about Aaron Judge's season as its own separate topic. And then Otani being top 10 in OPS and ERA. I can talk about that as a separate conversation. And like, I, I understand how people be like, oh, well, this guy's more valuable and that guy's more valuable. And like, let's bring the conversation together. I just I don't have any interest in that. I would rather be like, this is really fucking cool what Shohei's doing. This is really fucking cool what Aaron Judge is doing. Yeah, I, I just like for me, and, and and this is not downplaying anything that Judge is doing. Like we're 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 putting a single leagues already achieved. Like we're putting a single leagues home run record in the forefront of this. What do you mean? That's where all the noise is coming from with Judge. That's well, where yeah. all the noise is coming from. Is is his pursuit of the Yankee home run record and the American League home run record, and then people. But that's are a big fucking deal. What's that? That's a big deal. Oh, I, absolutely, it's a big deal. But we understand that that happens far more frequently than anything we're seeing on the other side of this conversation. Like you, you remember when Sammy Sosa just hit more home runs than Roger Maris. Had ever hit like three years in a row, yeah. And I get that. it; that happened in the National League. And I get it; there's PED cloud around that. I understand all that. That's my point: is we're taking that away so that we can shine the light brightly on what Aaron Judge is doing. And I am here. For I think that, that I there's s- a bright light on both guys. Oh, well, the, obviously, yeah. obviously there is. I someone just, needs the bigger light, though. The, 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 like you can't you can try to fall on one side or you can try to stay out of it but if you've had the conversation about either one of these players being an mvp candidate you don't get to just go 
Ah, but you know what? At this point, I think I just want to enjoy their personal seasons. Well, here, here's what turns it. me off about it. If you were to ask me right now, like, who would you vote for for MVP? I'm voting for Shohei Otani. I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people will think that that's a no shit, no brainer type deal. What I don't like is when you have to like put down Aaron Judge's season to lift up Shohei's season. Who's doing that? Plenty of people. Plenty of people are like, oh yeah, like like to, in order to see see that's that's I have a, I would have a problem with that. Yeah, because because there's efforts you could make to do that, but that is that's that's negative for me one guy is doing something so ridiculous and so special you don't have to downplay what the other individual is doing you just can look at one body of work and logically ask yourself like i did yesterday i asked people watching that baseball game and the reason i asked them about that game specifically is because you have the only two players in the mvp conversation playing in that game last night and i asked if you were to start a baseball team and these two teams were the player pool that you got to choose from which player are you selecting number one overall to play for your baseball team and And let's all understand the reason you're picking these players in the order you're picking them is because of the value they create for you and your team. And if you can sit here and look me in the eye and tell me that you would much rather have one guy who only plays offense in the face of what the other guy is doing and is capable of doing and has done, you're a goddamn idiot. So, uh, I, I actually, I really enjoyed this series given I mean, take playoff implications out of it. Obviously, the Angels fucking suck. But that aspect of Judge and Otani facing off against each other was a lot of fun because they both delivered. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the first game, they both Judge. homered. Fuck yeah. In, in the first game, they both homered. In the second game, Judge homers. And in the third game, Shohei homers. So like, it was, it was basically a dick measuring contest. But I think the two at-bats that stood out most to me in the first game, uh, Aaron Judge had been walked intentionally his last two at-bats going into his uh, his final at-bat, where it was a 6-4 ball game. And DJ LeMahieu was the leadoff guy. I, I believe he grounded out to third. So they get that first out. And then here comes Judge. And uh, it was a Tapera was pitching. And... They're like, all right, we're going to go after him. Fine. If he hits a home run, we still have a one-run lead. And it's not that big of an if. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to draw like the perfect comparison of Barry Bonds, but Barry got pitched around all the time. And he might see one good pitch the entire game, series. Never mind series. just the at-bat. And Aaron Judge had been sitting there all night waiting to get pitched to. And... He comes in his kitchen once and banged. He just fucking smokes a home run. It was almost it was almost too perfect. Like his his family was there. Uh and he he had just been waiting for anyone to to dare throw him a fastball all night. And then they do. Bam. See ya. Homer. But then the at bat of Shohei versus Garrett Cole. That's another one that stands out. 
<laughs> so, I mean, both it's- guys, like knowing that like, hey, my biggest competition for MVP is sitting right in the other dugout. Mm-hmm. Both guys dropped their nuts on the table in that series. Well, and, and and the best part about all of that, like, see, and and this is where, like, I'm sorry, man, but I just, this is where my brain goes because the conversation and because Yankee fans are the way they are, I ask, I I don't think I have to explain to you how ridiculous it is that the guy that you're comparing your best player to is out there doing what your best player does to your best pitcher and would then in a few days go out on the mound and do what your best pitcher is doing far better. But to your point of having both attractions on the main stage doing their thing, like that's like being in the strip club and having both of the hottest ladies up there at the same time on the main stage. You don't have to go watch Chandelier do her thing on the side <laughs> stage. No, both of them are up there knocking boots, getting yeah. crazy. And you're like, well, this is outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'll take another. Can you break this? Yeah, five ones, please. And you're ready to fucking, you're ready to make it happen. Yeah. It's, I think it's funny that everyone's saying, well, you know, it's most valuable player when sh- last night Shohei fucking only reason they won is because of him. Three-run home run literally won the game. They mm-hmm. won 3-2 because of one swing. So mm-hmm. is that not the most valuable? But this is why I think is important and you have to compare them because I'm looking at the f- odds for M- AL MVP. What do you think the odds are? Uh, Like for each guy? Yeah. Ooh. I, 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 have, I have no idea. I, I wouldn't. Honestly, I, like straight up. I would like to believe that Shohei is the betting favorite. I I truly don't I truly don't know. I would like to believe that too. I mean, we all agree that Shohei is the MVP. We're pretty knowledgeable. I think it's, Judge is the betting favorite. He is. You know what the odds are? He's a fucking minus nine hundred and fifty. <clears throat> Shohei's plus six twenty five. What? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? According to fucking DraftKings Sportsbook. Damn. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is the Aaron is Aaron Judge's season right now? Is it fifty percent better than what Vlad Guerrero did last year? Mm, No. So if it's not 50% better than what Vlad did last year, and you're going to need roughly 51% of the unanimous vote that went to Shohei last year to flip and go to Aaron Judge this year. So if Aaron Judge's effort is not 50% better than what Vlad did last year, how do we have 51% of the votes going to Aaron Judge this year? Because last year, There wasn't anybody in the face of a ridiculous offensive season for Vlad. There was nobody that had him number one. Nobody. And that's why I ask you now, is it this record that is powering this thought? Because it was a lot of the the story, like I've said for the whole time. 
Aaron Judge, the catalyst behind this ridiculous offensive run, or Aaron Judge, the catalyst behind this run that the Yankee team has been on, well, that that all stopped. The only thing that's maintained is his ridiculous season, his pace for the home run chase. And I get it now. And again, Jared, this is this is the part of where you said like you hate to have to knock Aaron Judge to catapult Shohei Otani, and I don't think that has to happen. But there are things you can argue in the face of people trying to figure out what sort of value is actually there. Um, do you know the Yankees' best month? Like, do you record know what their wise? best month was record-wise? Probably May. May was a really good month, but June, they were 22 and 6. Okay? June, the Yankees' best month to date, they were 22 and 6. As far as OPS goes, that was Aaron Judge's least productive month. He hit 257, 344 on base with a 578 slug. He had 11 homers and 21 RBIs. That's, that's not terrible for the record, okay? <laughs> that's, that's not terrible at all. It's a, over a 900 OPS. But you're talking about the great run that the team has been on. Well, that was Judge's least productive month. And then in July, where he had his most productive month with an OPS north of 1,200, a month in which he hit 13 homers and 32 RBIs, the team played 500 baseball. So his most productive month saw the Yankees wash out to a 500 record. And his least productive month saw the Yankees have their best record. So those are things that when we talk about the value and what, when you start to nitpick, you can say little shit like that. For me, does that take away what Aaron Judge has done this year? Nope. But are those factual statements? Yes. Doesn't mean Aaron Judge is a bad player. Doesn't mean he's not MVP worthy. Sounds like just, you fucking hate Aaron Judge, dude. Not at all. These are just the arguments that mm. people bring my way. And mm. what do you, like, what's my defense? When someone says, well, Shohei Ohtani doesn't play defense. Aaron Judge is robbing homers. <laughs> I, 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 how do I even fucking respond to that? Like, yeah, do you realize? so stupid. Like, what do, you say, what do you want me to say to that? And we understand that, that Shohei gets punished for being a DH, right? Mm-hmm. Do you realize that? Like, they're taking points away from Shohei Ohtani when it comes to calculating his war because he's a designated hitter. Even the formula fails to realize, oh, fuck, that's right. We haven't figured out a way to factor in him defending himself as a pitcher and not punishing him for only being the DH because he doesn't play another fucking position. He's actually DHing because the son of a bitch is pitching at the same time. Oh. Well, either way, I just had fun watching that series. I don't really care. I don't really care to get into the MVP discussion doesn't care about baseball awards. You heard it here first. Just, nah, a just, just a piece of metal. It's just a piece of metal. Yeah, Jared and Jared and Uncle Mad for just a piece that's, of metal. That's the fatigue that I have is the MVP discussion. Like I I like talking about Shohei and I like talking about Judge. I hate comparing them. This is like, you can't. It's simple. That's why though. Like it's like it's the it's the People idea. People don't want to like, acknowledge that. I I can acknowledge it, but it's just like I I I don't care for 
making it seem like what judges season is is just like it's it it's it's great, but it's not great. It's this. It's like we get it. He's yeah. He pitches too. We get it. We get it. He broke baseball, bro. Sorry. He yep. just broke that, that's, the fucking that's, game. You're exactly right, Joey. You are exactly people, right. People, people were wanna... so willing to celebrate ridiculous performances until a dude showed up that just shit on their favorite player's performance because he does it all and he's been doing it well since he showed up and people are like, well, fuck, if he just keeps doing this, what are we going to do? Just give it to him every year? Well, what if Aaron Judge hits 61 home runs for the next four years? What are we going to do? Just give it to him? Okay, I think I saw, I can't remember if it was like on Twitter or if it was on the broadcast, but they were like, uh, do you think someday there'll be a Shohei Otani award that's given to the best two-way player in the league? And it's like, no, I don't think that, like, no, I think that that is what we're missing is that in terms of appreciating Shohei, because he's the first, like, yes, he's breaking down a barrier and he's, he's a pioneer, but it's almost like, I don't know, because I fucking hate him. Like, it's almost like Babe Ruth. Like you, one of the first guys was also one of the greatest of all time. And it's, I feel like it's that way with Shohei where like there, there might be other two way players that come along here and there, but it's almost going to be like a knuckleball pitcher where it's like, yeah, like, is there one in the league right now? Yeah, there is. Okay. Like there's a couple or there's not, there's none. Like, I think it's going to be like that. This is the scale. Shohei, Christian Bethencourt. Do you, you know who that is? He used to play for the A's this year. And he yeah. actually pitched for the A's. But this is a guy who, when he was with the San Diego Padres, they were genuinely entertaining him as a pitcher, catcher, first base, outfielder. That's like Kenley Jansen. No, I mean, like Kenley, they, they were like... This Kenley's is the converted, but... Yeah, this is in the big leagues, Jared. In the big leagues, he's doing this. Yeah. So, but that's... do. You, <laughs> Can we see the chasm there? Can we see the gap between Shohei Otani and Christian Bethencourt? Yeah, I think I think we that's can. what I'm, that's my point. Is I don't like for for as much as people want to call Shohei a pioneer, I don't think that he's like yeah he's going to inspire other people to try. No, no, but, no, no, no. That's that's great. Like he, you, you know, Jack Nicholas inspired me to golf. Jared, you know, you want to know where I'm not? I'm not on the fucking tour. All right. Yeah, like like I like cool. You like to? I, I pitched and hit too. I pitched and hit all the way through my Division One college career, and then when I got to pro ball, they're like, oh, "You, what? No, you just pitch. What, do you, what the fuck are you talking about? Who the fuck you think you are?" Yeah, like Mark Kotze, Golden Spikes Award winner, ninety five off the bunk from Cal State Fullerton, dropping dick as well. Best college player you ever seen. You get to pro ball, Mark. Are, are you fucking high? No, you're not walking out there to the mound. You're going to play outfield. <laughs> like it took a guy like Rick Ankiel going, uh, no, I really think that this is possible because it is 97, 98, a hundo from the left side. I do drop dick. And if you want to run me through the minor league car wash so I can prove it, no problem. And that didn't take long. So yeah. that's the kind of shit that like, think about it. Think about the, the, the celebration around Rick Ankiel when he was doing what he was doing. Cause you were like, oh my God, this dude used to pitch now he's could you imagine what the world would do if he just went out and did both at the same time then it would broke your fucking brain Mm. let's take video games for instance how long have we been playing baseball video games quite a long time 
This year, first time ever, ever, you've been allowed to create a two-way player. First time ever. I think there was like three players who got drafted who the teams were like, yeah, we're going to try him a two-way player. Yeah, Brennan McKay, left-hander from the Tampa Bay Rays, when he got drafted way back when, was a guy that they had like thought about, considered maybe. He was a he was a highly touted two-way guy coming out of high school. But this shit just doesn't work. Do you think if Shohei Otani has the season that he's had the past two years, every single year for 10 years, he's the greatest ever? I can't understand why people even have to balk at saying yes to that. Hands down. What do you think, Jared? Um, you got a guy that hits the scene and is doing shit that the game hasn't seen in a hundred years. And you're telling yeah. me he's going to do that for a decade and he doesn't fall anywhere in your greatest ever. Pantheon? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, of course he, <laughs> he would fall in the conversation, but is he the greatest ever? I don't, I don't know that I could just say that, especially for like <laughs> 10 years when you've had guys with like 20 years of like domination of, of one thing right um, domination of one thing so if he's a top 10 dominator of two things this is what i don't like decade, about the show hey conversation is right, people you don't like, like that you telling have to you the full skill set i know no, it becomes inconvenient no it's like you're not allowed to say anything else but show hey and if you don't say show hey then you're wrong or you're an idiot it's like no like you can have the discussion <laughs> You can have the discussion, but this all goes back to this all goes back to you can have your discussion. You can have your opinion at some point in time. You got to resign to the fact that your opinion may be wrong. Like you may be wrong if you want to take just an offensive guy. That's not right. Like, no, if you if 10 years is is a great career, but does it make you the greatest of all time if you do this for 10 years? No, I don't think it does. If he's hitting 30 to 30, 30 to 40 homers and rocking a two and a half ERA with 25 plus starts for a fucking decade, you don't have this guy <laughs> as one of the best baseball players. He's gotta, to that's ever not what I said. That's he's not what I best. said. It's because you're Christ. basically saying you're basically putting two Hall of Fame careers into one player. Right. It's how many, how many players have made the Hall of Fame because of 10 years? It's usually 20 years. No, if what you're you 10 about? years, you're top you five in ERA for 10 years. You're not a Hall of Famer. Well, he's not. He, he's he would. <laughs> what? Jared, he's not winning on. Cy Young awards. Like it's. He's in the conversation. Yeah, like it's. I don't think that ten years automatically makes you the greatest of all time. You you need to quit saying just ten years because that's not what Joey said. Ten years of this specific kind of a ten years of thirty to thirty five homers as well as a two and a half ERA. Ten fucking years of that. We're talking about seven-year peaks to get guy to the Hall of Fame. Ten years of thirty to thirty-five jacks in a two and a half ERA. Take yeah, I two mean, like to say that seven, out loud to yourself. The seven-year peak, the seven-year peak is what get gets guys to the Hall of Fame, but you still have to have the longevity. Like you can't play ten years and then pick seven and be like, he's well, I'm not saying he's only playing ten years. I'm saying his if he has maybe he has fifteen years, five of them aren't the goat, but. If he has 10 years of this season and that's yeah, his I, best 10 year stretch plus five other years of like, okay, average. I think that he would be in the conversation for like top three all time. Yeah. I mean, Jerry, like, like Sandy Koufax, what he, he pitched like 10, 12 years, 11 years, 11 <clears throat> years. Like and it, and it was the last five, four, five years where he, I mean, it was just like no fair, unfair for everybody else. 
So he did that in a five-year window, five-year peak or whatever it is, six-year Sandy peak. Koufax is the outlier though. Like, but but that's an example. When we talk about like Hall of Famers and longevity, Sandy Koufax is like notoriously the example that people use to say, well, you don't have to play 20 plus years to get into the Hall of Fame because Sandy Koufax, it's like, yeah. I mean, and, Sandy and, Koufax and retired would, when he was like 31. And Are I you talking present, about and I would my present to you, Yeah, I, I would present to you an outlier in the form of Shohei Otani. Because, yeah, but you're, there's a difference between Hall of Famer and greatest of all time. Yeah, well, I'm I'm saying he would be. Did, hold on, like number one greatest of all time. I I ha, I thought we were talking about having him in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time. I didn't I'm, know I, that we were. I thought I thought you were saying if he did this for ten years that he is number one greatest baseball player of all time. Yeah. Um. I think that there's probably still a very, very, very strong case for that to be a fact. If he were to, yeah, like, <laughs> sorry, man, you got to yeah, do it in the discussion. I can't just definitively say that though. Thirty to forty home runs, and he's rocking a two and a half ERA for the next decade. I, I have never heard of anybody capable of doing that, Jared. That guy doesn't exist in our record books. Oh, now you're abandoning Babe Ruth. Sad. That's so. That's such a false. Uh, yeah, because I mean, Babe didn't fucking pitch and hit at the same time, right? right. And and when he did, it was for a year, like it didn't. And he killed his wife. <laughs> Took steroids as well. Took steroids, couldn't do it at the same time. Killed his wife, drunk. Yep. So, uh, in in short, uh, Shohei for MVP. Hmm. <laughs> and Blue Moon. For your ballpark beer choice. Because baseball and beer go hand in hand. And Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first created at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From the first pitch to extra innings, a Blue Moon guarantees a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. Uh, This weekend... This weekend, uh, what are some of the big series going on this weekend? Mm. Anything exciting? Anything exciting? What's it? Today's Thursday. Nothing starts. Today's right Thursday. Oh, oh, the Rays and Yankees. Six games separating them. This could be a three game lead. It could go from 15 and a half games to three games if the Rays sweep the Yankees. Damn. In Tampa, by the way. <laughs> With the home field advantage for the Rays, yep. they're going to be bumping. Schools, Let's schools go, Rays. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Oh, Yikes. That won't be 95% Yankees fans. No way. Yeah, so Sunday will be fun. Be a nice getaway day. A lot more people. Yikes. Uh, Fan base won't be in bed. I will be. I'll have a case of Blue Moons ready for that series. Moon Just, DJ. you know, I'll be uh, an unbiased. Spectator. I'm just here for the baseball. I'm here for the baseball, here for the blue moon. Um, from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. 
Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by getting by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Uh, the, the Edwin Diaz entrance. Yes. Um, so he had Timmy Trumpet come out to perform live his his entrance at City. And I, I'm not like, you know, there's definitely some people on baseball Twitter that will say some shit that they don't mean for the reaction. They're corny as fuck. And uh, they'll just say things for the likes and the retweets. For me, I the only caption that I could come up with was this legitimately gave me goosebumps because it actually did. Like I, I thought it was fucking cool. As hell. And I, I, the other thing that I was going to say about this, I thought it would have jumped the shark by now. I thought that people would have been like, oh, fucking trumpets. Or, yeah, we get it. Uh, it's almost getting cooler. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, somehow, some way, even being an internet meme and a, and a viral sensation, they bring out motherfucking Timmy Trumpet to to perform live Edwin Diaz's entrance theme, and that was even cooler than anything we've seen before. Because I mean, obviously, like the fans there are super into it, uh, and then you bring this dude out, and he's super into it. He's like, "I'm oh, not yeah. a baseball fan. I've never been a baseball fan, but the way that the Mets have embraced me, who wouldn't be?" A- out on the fucking field He's, with the trumpet, just getting all into it with the trumpet. I mean. He's from Australia. And is like, yeah. I am now a Mets fan. Poor Vita. Isn't that crazy to me? This isn't a Latin guy. I always thought, like, how's this guy from Australia? I mean. Just the way that he lines up with the trumpet, it's like he's like putting a fucking rifle on his shoulder. It's, it's crazy. It's Australian oh, it's, it's, music, baby. It's incredible. Look, this has been a long time coming. This has been a long time coming. We see it in other in other arenas, in other sports, right? You remember what? Who, who fucking Floyd? Floyd brought old Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber was walking Floyd Mayweather out to the ring, right? Like he wasn't singing, but he was there walking him out. So you could see it start to build. And I'm sure, you know, this has probably happened before where you've got other artists, you know, walking these, these people out, these fighters out there singing, they're rapping um, like the UFC. I mean, Izzy, Israel Adesanya, I'm sure you guys know who he is, but like his whole, like he's got a fucking squad that he's doing like anime fucking routines with before he goes in and fights like it's just easy. i mean that guy's doing fucking anime in the octagon psycho bastard um but this is this is what's gonna happen i'm i'm can i i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it out there we're gonna see we're gonna see more of this and we may see more of this as soon as or as early as the postseason yeah why wouldn't like you? we're gonna like why can i not now as a starting pitcher why can't I get my fucking guy out there to start this game? Huh? 
Because that song's going to be long too. And that's going to get some folks going. So if you got your number one who's getting ready to start game one of your playoff series at home, and it's music that for whatever reason gets your fans going, do you look into something like this? Because it, it can't be, this can't be fabricated. Like that energy in the ballpark when Edwin comes in, and a lot of it has to do with the, the season he's had. Mm. But you can't just drum up this kind of shit like in a few days. This has been building. This has been mm-hmm. building. And now it just it, it's overflowing for the world to feel. That's what DeGrom's been doing for, what does he play, Simple Man? The Mets yeah. are, are uh, dude, they've done a good job with that, dude. Shout out to the fucking Mets. I hate him. But uh, <laughs> just the way that they film it and put it out there. I'm sure, mm-hmm. like, I mean, every closer has a fucking song. Just if you're watching on TV, you wouldn't even know it. Right. Well, dude, I, I, I said this, the, like when we were in Toronto, because we were in Toronto at the very beginning of the season. God, that feels like two years ago. Um, and Jordan Romano's entrance music and his entrance into, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to jump out of the fucking booth and just fly down to the field and, and just be <laughs> just be in the diamond to, to feel the lights, the music, the fucking, it was insanity insanity and those people lose their mind yeah bro they need to film that and put it on tv i mean we should be seeing people coming out with costumes and shit well, i gotta the- say this too the nats i don't know if any other club is doing this i have this is the only place i've ever seen it and i think they're the only club that's doing it i know exactly what you're gonna cart. say yeah dude and i fucking i hate it because they bring out the bullpen cart every single guy who comes out of the bullpen no one uses it they just drive I- it in circles I've got multiple I've got multiple videos of me filming the bullpen cart driving out there and I'm pumped up I'm ready just waiting for these guys <laughs> to get in the car nothing no fucking nothing only person who does it is Doolittle yeah did I fucking woke up this morning and had this in my head like it was the first thing I heard when I woke up what the bullpen cart <laughs> no the fucking trumpets it is a sick it is a sick song even I can admit that. That's that. There's a lot of that going on. People like responding to the video, being like, "Yo, fuck the Mets," but like, this is sick. Yeah, even, even the cry. biggest Mets haters can still respect it. It, mm. it is absolutely a battle cry. I mean, I mean, you're, like you said, Jared, it's a meme. You're watching people play the music and you know walk into work or walk into the bathroom or whatever the fuck they're getting ready to go do, and you just blasting Timmy T. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like, imagine. Imagine this it's, in the playoffs. Like that's it's what gonna, I'm saying. Yeah, like oh. fucking October. It's it's fucking October, and then you have a situ- one run game, three two Mets lead in the ninth, and then this place is just gonna go bonkers, bonkers, and bring back Timmy Trumpet. Okay, I saw KFC this morning said, "No, we can't, we can't risk it. We can't have him come back because then that's when we run into trouble." And I was like, Kevin, you gotta let go. This ain't this ain't your fucking dad's Mets no more. This is a different <laughs> Mets team. This Mets team is different. And I know Joey doesn't want to say it, but this Mets team's got some. It's got something going on that they didn't have going on before. Maybe it's the Stevie Cohen effect. I don't know. They've got a lot of talent. Maybe it's three hundred million Mojo dollars that they've never had. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's the I, fucking- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and start with Uncle Stevie. <laughs> That's that, what I mean. That do. helps. The second highest payroll in the league might have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start with a guy who. Whose brash spending forced the league to create 
a Steve Cohen rule. I'm going to go with Steve Cohen. A Steve Cohen luxury tax, I'm going with Steve Cohen. For real, I mean, I'm I'm not saying Mets even do this, but the idea that like look look at us, we've like we're the underdogs, the measly Mets. Everyone's laughed at us for 20 years. Look at they us are now, underdogs. proving they're not the fucking. I'm looking at their payroll, dude. They have every good player. Payroll doesn't mean shit. Like at the mm-hmm. Red Sox, last place, well, yeah, 240 so million dollars. Exactly why. True. That's why it's so embarrassing that the Red Sox are that so fucking bad. True. No, it's not just embarrassing. Kind of it's not embarrassing. It's finish. No, it's not embarrassing. It's literally just proving the point that uh, payroll does not equal success. This doesn't. So, Jared, so you are a fan of you're a fan of tanking, and you want the salary cap? Is that what you just said? No. Oh, what's? I mean, I don't mind tanking. Honestly, I mean, that's what What got the Red Sox Marcel Meyer. What a shitbag! Red Sox tanked in 2020 and got the best prospect in the draft that year. Well, it's definitely paid off the next two years for sure. Well, yeah, because uh, it's almost like Marcel Meyer didn't fucking play for the Red Sox, you dumbass. Last place. He'll be there soon. <laughs> what place are the A's in? We're not, why, we're not even talking about the Oakland A's right now. I'm, we're talking about the American you League. We're talking about the American once League. Again we're talking the about the American League. Conversation. We're talking about the American League. Are we not? Uh, no, we went from Timmy Trumpet. To oh, why okay. the Red Sox were terrible. Right, yeah. Come and on, man. You yeah. Speaking of payrolls, rationally. though. Speaking of payrolls, though. The Los Angeles Dodgers are already at 90 wins. They hit 90 wins before September started. Did you see the stat that I tweeted out? No. <laughs> the Dodgers. They're playing 700 ball for the whole year. They're, what, 30, uh, 90 and 38 or something like that? So, they've got like a, a, a winning percentage is over 700. And then you look at around the league right now and the Houston Astros have a winning percentage of six something 641 the Dodgers since the start of 2017 have a winning percentage that's better than that so the Dodgers um Dodgers have a 703 winning percentage this season. The next best winning percentage is the Astros at 636, which is now 641. Um, since the start of the 2017 season, the Dodgers have a winning percentage of 646. So the Dodgers winning percentage since the start of 2017 would still be the best winning percentage in baseball this year. And they've been doing that for five years. Hmm. They just continue to roll, man. That's They're actually built for six it. seasons. Six They're seasons. Built for yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah. For, oh, for the last six seasons, the Dodgers winning percentage would still be the best winning percentage in baseball this year. But I mean, this is like this season is a really good example. And what they've encountered on the pitching mound is a really good example of the depth. You know, you lose a guy, you plug another guy in. A guy like Tony Gonsolin shows up and has a ridiculous fucking season. And then Walker Buehler goes down. Clayton Kershaw goes down. We're like, all right, well, how about Dustin May? We'll bring him back. And Buehler's done for the year. All right, well, Kershaw's coming back. So, all right. You look up and you're like, we felt like we were down two arms and in a bad spot. But then Gonsolin showed up and put himself in an NL Cy Young conversation. And now Dustin May's coming back. 
with his ridiculous shit. He's been throwing well. Like, all right, good. We can kind of wipe our brow here. Wasn't that big of a deal. And that's just talking about what's kind of happened for them on the mound. You just keep getting better offensively. They're on pace to win 113 games. Why can't they win 120? I just told you the Yankees went 22 and six in June. Why can't the Dodgers win 20 plus ball games? They could. They could. Uh, that's just. They had 90 wins by the time August ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 90 and 39. When you look at that record, it just makes it look seem more impressive than anything. 90 and 39. Like they're not gonna lose fifty ball games. Yeah. Do you worry about them in the playoffs? I think the old narrative is well, how many important games are they playing down the stretch and blah blah. No. No, I don't. Nope. You wow, don't. so you get the Dodgers running the table then. Yeah, I got a betting slip that that had the Dodgers winning this. Oh. When did you place it? Uh, about 10 minutes after the last pitch of the World Series last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man, because I don't know. I guess depth is supposed to be most more important in the playoffs. But at the same time, don't you rely on less starters? And if you you're make comp- a, no, that's a it's a great point, Joey, because. Depth is what sustains you through the 162. What you need come October are guys to be firing. And at that point, it doesn't matter who. If it's a rotation thing and it's your three, four, or five guys who are firing, well, we're not just going to eliminate our one and two starters and start game one with our three starter. That's not how that works. Those guys are still going to get their their time. They're still going to take the ball. But now you might be prone to going to some other guys a little earlier, knowing that these are your hot hands. And that's what you want to have happen is playing good baseball, having guys clicking in the postseason. That is what we call the right time. So when you hear people say, I just want to be playing well, I want to be hot at the right time postseason, that qualifies as the right time. And so if you've got a full lineup, and you've got a deep bench, that's where depth comes into play. Because in the postseason, to your point, Joey, you go to those starters, but then you go to that bullpen maybe a little quicker as well to put out a fire, to try to match up as best as possible just to give teams a different look. Well, if I've got a couple lefties, a couple righties, or a couple switch hitters, whatever it may be on the bench with the depth that the Dodgers have, that makes matching up a hell of a lot more difficult. And because the depth you have on your bench are quality, quality assets, it's kind of like I'm facing a fucking 12-spot lineup here. It's not like I'm getting a nine-man lineup to flip over. Because every time I feel like I might have a breath of air to take, you're matching up. You're plugging somebody else in that's giving me a tough at bat. And that's going to happen all series long. All Hmm. series long. Because... Obviously, the Dodgers have been pitching fucking lights out. If, but if you if you just look at the guys who are healthy now and in the playoffs, like, and if you're going to go on short rest, you got Tyler Anderson, mm-hmm. Julio Urias, 
Kershaw are their three yeah. starters. And they've all had uh, Kershaw's a Hall of Famer, Tyler Anderson, 2.68 ERA. But if you just go based on names and who you're scared of as an opponent, like that's not as really overpowering as you would expect a team with 90 wins. No, it's not as daunting by, by any means. You're, you're, you're right. But that's where losing Gonsolin is like, oh, well, he was a pretty big part of this season's success we had, right? And yeah, dude, his, oh. I know we don't care about record, but his, he's 16 and one. Hmm. <laughs> dude, look at the Dodgers fucking starters records. Tyler Anderson, 13 and three. Julio Urias, yeah. 14 and seven. Gonsolin, 16 and one. Yeah. And how, they just and don't how, lose. Yeah. Well, uh, what that tells you is if you're a starting pitcher in the Dodgers rotation, if you can get through five, six innings, you got a decent shot at winning a ball game. And that's exactly what these dudes have done is they've given them the body of work necessary to hang around and win a big league ball game. You're not creating a 12 plus out scenario for your bullpen to have to cover night in and night out. So, I mean, really you're getting performances from guys that are, that are opening up the door to have this kind of run, you know, that that's. That's important. It's important to do. Interesting. Because I don't know, man. It's almost like I'm le- like less scared of the Dodgers than the Mets, which is weird to say. But just because well, you're saying, because you're saying you, playoffs about being hot, hitting at all cylinders. But if you look at DeGrom and fucking Scherzer. Yep. Like they have, like that's their potential to be hot or like, scare lights out is just way their ceiling is way higher well yeah they well those are like those are two dudes who are that dude it's like the dodgers have too much depth they're not top heavy enough yeah you're that's a great assessment where there's not somebody who jumps out and is like oh fuck they don't have two of those guys they don't have three of those guys but they've got as you just laid out a lot of starters who have done a really good job all season long that's the difference between all season and the postseason. Is the postseason a little smaller, high impact, got to have it now. Got to have it now. We don't have the luxury of a 10-day window here. We got a three-day window. Maybe a two-day window. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, fucking, hey. Old but- Skipper said himself. We'll win the World Series if our you starting sure rotation stays healthy, and it hasn't. Well, no, it hasn't. hasn't, it hasn't bit him in the ass yep. yet. But, Joey, this is the time and season where it very well could come the postseason. That's kind of what I'm hinting at, dude. I don't know. Yep. I'm just saying as a fan in the division, I'm, I, don't, I don't. Fuck, dude. I've been too fucking nice to the Mets. But I think I'm more scared of the Mets than the Dodgers. I don't fucking want to say that. The, the but Mets have absolutely whipped you into a corner. <laughs> it's <laughs> sad to no, see. If I'm being that. honest, it's sad that. to see. Like you, I wouldn't you say almost, that. I, I can see you look around and like whisper to yourself, Mets, Mets, the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Mets. <laughs> the Mets. Uh, no, I was talking about the. No, that was that was somebody else. I, I didn't say. That. Like, don't be afraid, Joe. Say it. I just, I just, I'm know who I'm scared of. I'm not scared of the Mets. I'm scared of Jacob DeGrom. 
and Max Scherzer. But specifically so. Jacob deGrom. Rightfully so. He, he's scary, and he's the best. This thing about Jacob deGrom, everyone, when we talk about uh, NL uh, Cy Young Award, I feel like we just have to say, like, whenever we're talking about that, that, like, yes, whoever's winning the Cy Young the NL, good for them. But the best pitcher is Jacob deGrom. Not even close. He just hasn't pitched. Mookie Betts took Jacob Grom deep yesterday. And then he called him the greatest of all time, potentially. Really? He did? He did. So Jacob's fallen off a cliff. You think so? I think he's getting, giving up bombs to Mookie Betts. I mean, I guess Mookie Betts is good. But that's kind of not really good. Yeah, he's all right. He's a pretty good player. <laughs> I guess that's not a really good take. Great take, but if we stick with it, he's injury prone. Yeah. MLB, just, I'm perplexed. MLB's official Twitter account tweeted, the best record in the AL in that span. The Mariners are absolutely rolling into September. And then the graphic says 41 and 19. And then I looked it up. And since June 21st, they're 43 and 19. So why would you exclude those two extra wins? Because they're fucking idiots, dude. Because <laughs> maybe maybe somebody else has a better record in that time. No, they don't. Oh, only the only the Dodgers have a better record. The Dodgers are fifty and fourteen, and the Mariners are forty three and nineteen. And the Mariners have the best record in. It's the second best record in baseball, best record in the American League, forty three and nineteen. So they just. I don't know. It was weird. They just didn't include those extra two wins. I'm trying to shortchange the Mariners, dude. I'm not worry, surprised. I, they always I think the Mariners could win it all. You think so? Yeah. 10K? You get good odds on that, Jared. You think, you think Guardians was a good bet? You can take that yeah, one. You're going to cash out. Yeah, man. You're going to cash out on the guards <laughs> winning the division and the M's winning it all. Dude, how about this, dude? You just take half of what you won. I mean, you already you're already up big. Just take right. half of what you won on the Guardians. Uh-huh. It's already cashed. Right. Put it on the Seaman. Well, what about what about the odds? Like, wouldn't I? I would want to get in on the Mariners now. Yeah, do it like now. I'm not going to wait to cash out my Guardians 10K bet. You don't have to wait, dude. You just know you're going to get that. So it's like right. It's going to get in your account, and then you're like, oh wow, yeah. you know. I'm like fronting myself. Exactly. Put the bet in now, dude. What's half of what you want? So let's just say like 170k. Okay, so 60. Well, well, fuck. I don't even. 85k on the Guardians on the Mariners. Yeah, it's a winner to win the World Series. What do you think the odds are? (laughs) I'm gonna say two percent. What? Maybe 0.9%. 0%. What? No. I'm going to put the odds at 0%. No, you're... No. You're an idiot. The best... Fangraphs... What does Fangraphs have the M's <coughs> World Series chances at? Uh, so I'd say roughly Right 0%? now, the Seattle Mariners are plus 2,500 to win the World Series. I got 3,200. Or using the DraftKings sportsbook. So am I. The fuck? Don't <laughs> accuse me of not using DraftKings. You're such a fucking accuser, dude. 
I'm on right now. I'm fucking putting in <laughs> hella bets. On I'm putting in hella bets. Yeah, dude. Seattle Mariners. All right, division winners. Where are my guards at? Are they favored? Should be, yeah, fucking minus 200. Good thing I got them at like plus 800. People don't want to talk about the the Seattle Mariners. I don't know why. You think it's because they're afraid of them? No, I think it's just because they don't drum up much interest. What? The Seattle Mariners don't drum up interest? You're talking about... It, getting into the like going deep into the oh, postseason. Dallas. The interest is about the Mariners getting to the postseason. God damn it. Yeah, but like they're already in. <laughs> Those are your words, not mine. I asked you at the top of the show, is there anyone not in a playoff spot that's gonna get in? You said no, which means the Mariners are fucking in. Dallas Braden guarantee. I didn't say no. That was Joey. The Dallas Braden take it to the bank guarantee. The Seattle <laughs> Mariners are going all the way. Yeah. Well, no, not, we're not going all the way. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. That's what I mean. Okay. It's not guaranteed right now. What I tell you, they got. What are they in the Dodgers third? Mariners no, the World spot, Series? They? They're in the hmm? second spot. Yeah, yeah, the fucking Blue Jays fell off again. Well, it's the, the Jays Blue Jays were about to take over. The Blue Jays were about to be. First place in the AL East, and they fell off again. Yeah, look, I just I said this on the I said this on the air the other day during our broadcast in a game which we weren't even playing the Seattle Mariners. I said when the Mariners are good, much like when the Angels are good, I enjoy it. It's good for the division. It, it just it you know, high tides raise all boats. You'd hope to think that that just incites more competition. And as a as a player who's played in the Mariners building as a, as a broadcaster who's now sat in on games in that building when they're good and they're winning and October is in sight. It is a completely different atmosphere, completely Mm. different atmosphere. That place fucking pops. Yeah. It's, it's getting lit in Seattle. And we were talking about the importance of the top of rotation in the playoffs. I mean, don't sleep on the Robbie fucking Ray. Mm-hmm. Number one, Luis Castillo. And then mm. you got a nice little piece in Logan Gilbert. Luis Castillo, how many they have him for another year after this? Castillo? Uh yeah. I definitely don't think he was a free agent. Signed signed through twenty twenty two. So no. Hmm. He's a free agent after this year? He's about to be FA. Damn, dude. I thought he had another year. All right, we got to get him back in Seattle. Got to get him back yeah, in Seattle. That'll definitely help that push. Yeah. Uh, anyways, breaking news. We have a new sponsor, late season call-up, if you will, CBD MD, the leaders in hemp-based CBD and Delta 9 THC products. These guys have everything you could possibly need to just straight up feel better. And their latest breakthrough is Delta 9 THC. These sneaky innovators found a way to get these Delta 9 THC products shipped directly to your door. And now some restrictions may apply because of course they do. So check your local laws before purchasing. But I'm telling you, this stuff is the real deal. 
They've got gummies packed with 10 milligrams of THC, perfect for winding down after watching the Red Sox blow yet another lead. If 10 milligrams sounds like a lot to you, then CBDMD has you covered with their microdose soft gels, which is one milligram of THC. These little guys pack a punch that's perfect for all day support whenever and wherever you need it the most. Don't get all caught up in the technicalities. This is the same THC that you've come to know and love over the years, just extracted from hemp. It's been a nightly routine for me. It's my nice little wind down routine that I do at the, the end of a, a nice little MLB slate. To learn more about Delta 9 and everything else CBDMD has to offer, just head to CBDMD.com. Once again, that is CBDMD.com for information, education, and the best damn gummies that you've ever had. Must be 21 years or older to purchase Delta 9. Um, what else do we got? I was like, I was supposed to like do something today and it was like, all right, we're doing it. And then the update was like, yeah, we're definitely not doing it. So I was like, oh, we have more time to do the podcast. And then like, now it's like, oh, well, now we're, we are doing it. Don't do it. There's a lot going on. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be stupid. You're going to love it. Hey, power of positive thinking, Jared. Turn that frown upside down. No, nah, it's it's going to be stupid. Don't, um, don't come on. Don't right. don't do that. It's already starting out that way. See? You're going to walk out well, the yeah, door it's anticipating like we were, that. We were supposed you have to, the power to change that. No, I don't. I don't. I can't. No. That's actually not true in this case. I think it is. No. There's nobody else dictating your emotion true. but you right now. Yeah, but there there's there is someone else dictating the participants of what the shoot would be. So, but all that you control is you. Right, that's not enough in this particular case. I think it is. You just got to harness that power. Yeah, you got to boss up. It's really up, up to you. It's really you up to you. If you if you, if you want to, if you don't want to, then that's a conversation that you'll have to have with yourself. Anyways, uh, all right. Anything else? No. Pretty good. Um, Ken Waldachuk. What? Ken Waldachuk will be making his major league debut today for the Oakland Athletics. Why is that important? Sick. It's not. Uh, uh, shout out to lefty, Gunnar Henderson. His debut. Did you see the video mm-hmm. of Gunnar Henderson dropping dick and running around the base yeah. with no lid? Yeah, that was amazing. He's got great Sick. moss. He's got great moss. Uh, Gunnar Henderson debut. Uh, Corbin Carroll. <clears throat> he let that bo- the ball get by him and right. And then uh, he's one of the fastest people I've ever seen. Corbin Carroll. Did you see the video of him going like whatever it was? It was either like a triple or he's going first or third. I just saw him going to third base and he was one of the fastest people I've ever seen in my life. I love watching fast base runners. Guys who can like, cut the corners and are efficient base runners are so fun to watch. Ichiro, probably one of my favorites. I like slow, slow base runners. Funny shit. No, I don't. don't no, I like slow base runners. No, Joe I don't likes, like them all. I he, like likes fat, he likes fat baseball players. Yeah, is it, is it arguably way more fun to watch like Albert Pujols run? Or, I mean, uh, Albert Pujols is just huffing and puffing, gasping Willens, for air every time. Estadio. <laughs> Tortuga. But he kind of moves, you know? Like, he, well, he doesn't really yeah, move, oh, no. but it looks like he moves. Yeah, and, and the hair. The hair on the face. You know, the dyed tips and the curls and the... 
it all goes. All right. Uh, enjoy your weekend of baseball. Uh, we'll be back on Monday morning. Um, going to be fun times. Hmm. Show Bay for MVP. Hmm. No one's arguing that. Well, our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.